Proverbs chapter 2. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 1. I can remember having a conversation with my dad when I was in high school, and he was telling me, he said, you know, I received some really good counsel. He said, people want to be listened to and respected. And I thought that was very wise counsel. It served me well over the years. Uh, can you remember times where your dad gave you some good advice? Uh, or maybe, maybe someone else who gave you good advice. Well, I'll tell you what, the greatest advice that we can receive comes from God's Word. And uh, as, as fathers, uh, we've been given the special responsibility, but also the special privilege of teaching our kids the things of God. And so uh, this scripture is actually a case of a father sharing with a son and giving him counsel about how to live life. And so it's actually a, a biblical example of exactly what we're talking about. Uh, but unless you, you think that this doesn't apply to you, say, I'm already grown, I don't need a, a father's counsel, this actually applies to each and every one of us. These are things that we need to be reminded of, even if we know them. Uh, but they're things that every one of us need to put into practice in our lives. Uh, but they're also great things to teach your kids. And so as fathers, we're called to be spiritual leaders uh, to our families. And so this is, is some great material to help us in that role. And so uh, we need to teach our kids the things of God uh, by the power of the Holy Spirit. My title is What to Teach your kids. And let's look at uh, verse 1 of Proverbs chapter 2. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, listening closely to wisdom, directing your heart to understanding, furthermore, if you call out to insight and you lift your voice to understanding, if you seek for it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord. And discover the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He stores up success for the upright. He is a shield for those who live with integrity. So that he may guard the paths of justice and protect the way of his faithful followers. Then you will understand righteousness, justice, and integrity every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will delight you. Discretion will watch over you, and understanding will guard you. It will rescue you from the way of the evil one, or from evil, uh, from anyone who says perverse things, from those who abandon the right paths, who walk in ways of darkness, from those who enjoy doing evil and celebrate perversion, whose paths are crooked and whose ways are devious. It will rescue you from a forbidden woman, from a wayward woman with her flattering talk, who abandons the companion of her youth and forgets the covenant of her God. For her house sinks down to death, none and her ways to the land of the departed spirits. None return who go to her, none reach the paths of life. So follow the way of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. For the upright will inherit, inherit the land, and those of integrity will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land, and the treacherous ripped out of it. Um, so Proverbs is a book that describes about how life works generally 
most of the time. And so it gives some great wisdom for how to live our lives. So what to teach your kids? What should we teach them? Well, first of all, teach them to value God's wisdom. Teach them to value God's wisdom. He says here, listening closely to wisdom. You know, uh, it's amazing how the, how the kids listen differently when you say, is there anybody who wants to take out the trash? Or how they listen when you say, is there anybody who wants to order pizza? Completely different level of listening involved. But uh, he says, listening closely to wisdom. Teach them to listen to the things of God, to value the things of God. He says, he says direct your heart to it. Call out to insight. Lift your voice to understanding. Have you ever wanted something so badly that your heart yearned for it? Have you ever wanted something so badly that you screamed out, this is what I want? Uh, maybe you're at a UT ball game and you want them to score that touchdown, right? You're yelling, score a touchdown! You know, <clears throat> That's the idea here. Be excited about the wisdom of God. Be enthusiastic about it. Seek after it with your heart, with your zeal, with everything that you are. Seek it like silver and search for it like hidden treasure. Jesus said, uh, the kingdom of God is like a man who went out and found a pearl of great price in a field. And he went and sold everything he had so that he could come by that one field and, and he received that pearl because it was of such great value to him. That is the value of God's wisdom. And so teach your kids to value. Well, how do you do that? How do you teach your kids to value the things of God? Well, one thing is... To, to teach them about the things of God, to talk about those things. You can tell a lot about what you value by what you talk about, right? I can remember one time I went out with a girl, and all she did was talk about her old boyfriend the whole time we were out. That was our last date because I knew that she valued him more than she valued me. And so uh, what we talk about shows what we value. So talk about the things of God. Uh, Deuteronomy says, do it when you sit, when you rise, when you're on the way, and when you're going about your daily business. Talk about the things of God, and it will show that you value God's wisdom. Also, demonstrate uh, that you love God's wisdom. Um, how do you do that? Well, you, you come to the Word of God regularly on a daily basis. You, you come to church to hear the Word of God. Uh, you show that you value uh, you're, you're eager to come. Uh, as David said, I rejoiced when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. You see, our attitude toward the things of God often is caught more than it's taught. So make sure you value God's wisdom in your life. And we really should value it because God's wisdom can make a difference in our personal lives and the amount of satisfaction we have in life, especially through a relationship with God. Uh, it can make a difference in our families. It can make a difference in our workplace. Uh, it can make a difference in our finances. The wisdom of God touches every area of life. Uh, it's so it is incredibly valuable. I, I, I will tell you this. The Word of God is more valuable than any book that you can buy in the bookstore. It is. 
Uh, it is so, so important. So teach your kids to value God's wisdom. I, w- I was watching a, a study about how to, to uh, teach Sunday school and different things. And the preschool section, I almost came to tears when I heard this. They were um, teaching these little kids to value God's word. So what they did is they bought these little little Bibles for them. And they, she said, see, she said, this is a very, very special book. She said, would you like to hold it? And the little girl takes it and she's, she's holding it. She said, this is God's word. And she took it and she clutched it to her chest. And she, she put her head down on it like this. And buddy, the only thing I could do to stay under control, I was like, yes, that is what it's all about. And uh, so teach your kids to, to value God's wisdom. Secondly, teach them to honor their God. Look at verse 5. He's talking that if they're seeking this wisdom, they'll, they'll learn to understand the fear of the Lord. What's that talking about? Well, the fear of the Lord was used to describe a healthy relationship with God. And it has the idea of honoring God for who he is. Um, God is a loving God. He's not an abusive God. Uh, he, he cares for his children, but he does discipline his children. I can remember uh, when I was growing up, I definitely got disciplined by my father. And I knew he loved me, but I also knew if those dreaded words were spoken, I'm going to tell your daddy when he gets home. I was in serious trouble. And so uh, uh, I learned a measure of fear <laughs> of my dad. Now, I loved him, and I knew he loved me, and there was no question. He didn't abuse me or anything like that. But there was a healthy respect for who he was in my life. Uh, when you search for God's wisdom and you begin to understand how great he is and how wise he is and how good he is and how just he is. And y- y- your heart is filled with awe of who he is. But you also recognize that he disciplines you for sin. Uh, there's, a little, there's a little boy uh, that came out of my first church that I pastored. And one of the deacons was telling me about this. And he said uh, he, was, he was kind of a rounder. And, uh, but he was real sober and real quiet the whole service. And, and he left, and he was looking real sober as he left. And so this deacon asked him, he said, he said, why are you so quiet today? And he looked up at him, he said, today I learned that God knows everything I do. And so uh, God does know everything we do. He sees everything. And he does discipline us when we persist in sin. And so uh, that there's, that's the element of fear that's there. But, but it's more than that. It's to treat God. To honor means to treat someone as weighty. Uh, and, and fear of God and honor of God are actually used together in places in Scripture because they, they're overlapping ideas and they show what it, what it means. To honor God is to treat Him as weighty, as important, more than anything else in, in, the, in the world. And so as we teach our kids to honor God, we're teaching them to treat him as weighty, as important. And uh, so how do you teach your kids to honor God? Well, you could teach them about who God is. That's one great way to to teach them to honor him. 
you can teach them about the good things that God has done for them. But one of the best ways to teach your kids to honor God is to teach them to respect you. Um, my parents punished me when I sassed or backtalked. Okay? I'm just going to tell you, they didn't put up with it. Um, I was expected to, te- to show my parents a measure of respect. And, uh, and I learned that. Uh, I think one of the reasons that the Bible says honor your father and mother is one of the Ten Commandments is because it's in learning how to honor our father and mother to, teach, to treat them as weighty and important in our lives. We learn how to honor God. And so uh, one way is to give consistent discipline uh, to your kids. Uh, teach them. You don't discipline them in anger. But be consistent. If, if, they, if you tell them to do something and they do the opposite thing, there needs to be discipline. It needs to be consistent. And what you'll do, not only will you give them security by showing them that there are limits in their lives, but you'll also teach them how to respond to authority and how to honor authority, which that in itself is a great gift to give your kids. But you'll also teach them how to honor God because God disciplines his kids. And so it it helps them to understand, it helps them to have a frame of reference that they can use to learn to honor God. Uh, Demonstrate your own honor for God. If you're treating God as weighty and important, you're going to spend time with Him on a daily basis. If you're treating God as weighty and important, you're going to come to church, right? It's going to matter to you. Um, sometimes people put God last on their list. That's not honoring God. Uh, well, if I have nothing else to do in my week, I'll spend time for God. Uh, no, God needs to be first in your life. Now, I didn't say the church. Some people think the church is first. No, <laughs> God's first, your family's second. Then uh, if you want to put the church down there, you can put the church down there. But, but uh your commitment to God is first, and what that will, will reflect in your life, if God is first, you will want to be regularly with God's people. And so you show your honor by coming to the house of God. Also, you show your honor by giving. You say, there it goes. I knew, you know. Listen, I want to tell you something. Jesus talked more about giving than he talked about heaven and hell combined because he knew it was a touchy subject with us. But the Bible says, honor God with the first fruits of your increase. Giving to God honors God. And it also shows your kids, as your kids see you writing that tithe check, or they see you giving to something in the church, what it does is it shows them that the things of God matter to you. That you're honoring God. Um, my, my parents taught me from when I was little, you know, you get a dollar... They gave my mother, I can remember the first time I got an allowance, my mother gave me a dollar and she gave me ten dimes because she says one of those dimes belongs to Jesus. And from that early age, she, she was teaching me, you give to God. But I, I can remember when I was ten years old, I had some questions about the things of God and I was, you know, is this real, is this not real? I, I see some people that seem to be genuine, some people seem not to be genuine and I kind of had some questions and so forth. But I can remember when, my, when I was 10 years old, 
um, I, I saw my dad surrender to preach, and he had been a staff member at a church, a, a large church. And he left that church to go to this small church out in the country, and he took a two-thirds cut in salary to do it. That said something to me. And it really impressed. I, I thought to myself, this is real to them. This really matters to them. And for the first time, I, not, not that they did serve God and honor God in other ways, they did. But this showed me, whoa, they're serious about this. They're willing to put their money where their mouth is. See how that, uh, how that works? So as you honor God you, you, with your finances, you, you show your kids how to honor God. Um, so teach them to honor God. Um, Thirdly, teach them to understand their way. As you're seeking after wisdom and uh, as, you're, as you grow and, and you become, begin to fear God, he says, verse 9, you will understand righteousness, justice, and integrity every good path. Now, this is extremely significant for our culture today. Our kids don't have a compass. They don't know right from wrong. They don't know the right path. Everybody is saying, look, it's, it's your truth or my truth. What's true for you may not be true for me. And there's all this confusion. Is there any objective standard of truth? Is there any objective standard of right and wrong? Now, we know that deep in our hearts. We know that there's right and there's wrong, and we feel our conscience bother us when we do something wrong. But largely, people have lost that in our culture today. And the, especially this youngest generation, one of the best things you could ever do for your kids is to teach them the right paths of life. And as they learn these right paths... And as you also talk to them about the wrong paths and the dangers that are there and the consequences and so forth, what you'll do is you'll give them great tools to live life well and to make good decisions. The decisions will still be up to them, but, the, but you'll give them the, the tools they need to make the right decisions. Look what he says will happen when, when they understand their way. Uh, verse 10, wisdom will enter your heart. Knowledge will delight you. Discretion will watch over you. Understanding will guard you or protect you. It will rescue you from the way of evil. It will rescue you from wicked men, from the perverse woman. It will be a, a hedge of protection around the lives of your kids. Teach them to understand their way. And one of the best ways you can do that is to teach them the core truths of God's Word. Um, you want them to understand a right way? Teach them the Ten Commandments, the, the wrong way. Sometimes you, you identify the right way by what you're not supposed to do, right? Uh, but then also teach them about what Jesus said, the two greatest commandments. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. Love your neighbor as yourself. Teach them these things. And uh, teach them how that works out. And how in the Ten Commandments, did you know the first uh, half of the Ten Commandments are about loving God? The second half are about loving your neighbor. And so as you do this, and you give them some basic tools to hang their hats on, and by the way, it's, it's easy to teach your kids 
the Ten Commandments because they're short, right? I, 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 tried, I was trying to be a spiritual leader when my kids were little. And it's hard because they don't have an attention span. I mean, it's and it's gone. And uh, I, I remember uh, finally I came up with this idea. Okay, if they're at the breakfast table, uh, they're a captive audience because they're not going leave to leave their eating. And so I, I will go over with one of the Ten Commandments till they get that, you know. So I'd ask them, okay, repeat this after me. Okay, they do that and repeat, you know, one phrase at a time. And, uh, and we talk about what it meant. And then I'd bring it up the next day and the next day and the next day. And I'd ask them, I'd say, what, what commandment did we talk about yesterday? Can you tell me? Can you quote it? And uh, a lot of times they look at me with a blank stare. Uh, no, you know, and so we go over it again. But eventually they got all ten of them. And um, I was so excited by that. David confessed to me, he said, Dad, he said, I used to think you would never shut up when we, when we did that. He said, he said, but now I'm glad you did it now. But he said, back then I was just like, man, this is so boring. Sometimes our kids, we think we always have to have them entertained. But listen, teach them truth. They may despise it at the beginning, but they'll appreciate you for it in the end. <clears throat> Teach them to understand their way. And by the way, going through the book of Proverbs is a great thing. There's little, little uh, booklets sometimes you can find with devotionals that, about the Proverbs that might be helpful. My dad used to go through something called my da- Our Daily Bread with my family. And uh, really brief little devotional that you could share with your family, but... Teach them to understand their way. So what to teach your kids? To value God's wisdom, to honor their God, to understand their way, and finally to make their choice. Now, you can't make their choice for them. But you can teach them to make their choice. This involves two things. If you look at verse 20, it says, So follow the way of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous. Follow the way of the good. Uh, Teach your kids... The gospel. Jesus died for our sins and he rose again. And when we surrender to him, or you might not use that word with little kids, when we choose to obey him and receive that gift of forgiveness, he gives us eternal life. It's the gospel. Simple, right? Repeat it. Kids learn by rote. Talk to them about it. Talk to them about it. Now, I never tried to pressure my kids to decision because the Bible says that no one can come to him unless the Holy Spirit draws him. And so I would give them the information and I would trust that, that uh, God's word wouldn't return void and I would pray for them to be saved. But I let God work on their hearts to bring them to that point. Uh, but then once they make that choice to give their hearts to Christ, then Coach them in the second part of this verse to keep to the paths of the righteous. The Bible says that we're to take up our cross daily to follow Jesus. So we surrender at the moment of salvation, but we, then we surrender every day. Um, Adrian Rogers said that when he'd get up, get up in the morning and begin his quiet time, he'd say, Private, Private Adrian reporting for duty. And that's kind of the idea. Lord, I surrender myself to you anew and afresh this morning to follow your will and your way for my life. I want to keep to your paths. Give me the grace to do it. Fill me with your spirit. 
and do this through me. And so uh, teach your kids that every day, every day, they need to be choosing to follow Jesus. Each day. It's not that you get unsaved between one day and another and you have to do that over again. No, salvation comes once. But each day we've got to kind of get ourselves in the place where, uh, with the help of the Holy Spirit to where we're ready to follow Christ. And so to make their choice, every day they need to make a choice. Sometimes multiple times a day they'll need to make their choice. But teach them to make this choice and teach them the blessings of making the right choice and the consequences of making the wrong choice. Teach them. Um, one father saw this uh, billboard. It said the men, men of distinction, it showed him drinking, drinking a certain kind of, of alcoholic beverage. And he took his, his kids to the other side of town and he said he showed them the drunks laying in the ditches with vomit on them. He said, these are the men of distinction. I think those kids forgot that. They probably never. What was he teaching them? This is the consequence of making the wrong choice. Sometimes you'll have somebody in your life that you know, maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's um, someone that you know as a friend or uh, know in the community, and your kids will ask you, well, what's happening with this situation, you know? And, and you say, well, they've made some wrong choices, and here's what's happened in their lives. A great teachable moment. But also teach them the blessings of following after Christ. And sometimes we need to recognize that following Christ, the blessings are delayed. Teach them the value of making the right choice over and over again and ultimately reaping a harvest. Uh, I, I, I value God's word. I love God's word. But can I tell you, when I first started reading it as a new Christian, most of it went over my head. I, I didn't have a clue what I was reading. Um, I was like, okay, God, speak to me. But uh, there'd be a few things that I'd get. You know, God would minister to me. But, but largely, I didn't understand it. But I came back to it again and again. And again, I remember my dad told me, I'll give you 50 bucks if you'll read from cover to cover. You'll read your Bible from cover to cover. And so I started, it took me three years to do it. <laughs> I read from cover to cover, and he gave me 50 bucks, and I, I was excited. But you know what? In that time, I developed a habit of coming to God's Word. And I found that as I came back, I would see other things. And then... As, as my parents taught me the value of God's Word, I would, I would study God's Word by faith. Did you know that's sometimes what we do? You know, you may not have the Hallelujah Chorus play every time you open God's Word. But you do it in faith. You're planting a seed. You're investing in the things of God. And over time, the fruit comes. And it gets sweeter and it gets richer and, until you, you delight to be in God's Word. Uh, teach them to seek the Lord. I love this verse. My parents taught me this verse. Seek, you will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Isn't that a great verse? Here's another one they taught me. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. You know, sometimes people think following Christ results in emptiness and missing out. But actually, the opposite's true. When you follow Christ, 
He gives you the desires of your heart. How does he know your desires? He made you. He fashioned you. He knows your desires. He knows how he wired you. He knows what you need. And so as you teach your kids these things, you're teaching them to make their choice, and you're blessing them. And as they make these choices, years later, the fruit will come oftentimes. And you will delight in the blessing that has come to their life and what God has done in their life. I'm going to tell you something. Even being persecuted as a child of God is better than being lost. And uh, the Bible says we're going to have treasure in heaven one day. So you can't lose as a child of God. The Bible says he, he blesses us here. He gives us, I love what Peter says. It's a book on suffering. But, but first Peter says, uh, you are rejoicing with joy unspeakable and full of glory. Because you're receiving the goal of your salvation the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. You see, salvation brings an inner satisfaction. We, if, as we learn to walk with God, we live more and more in that. Jesus said, I come that you might have life and have it abundantly. See, your kids can have joy. It doesn't matter how much money they have. They can have joy with Christ. It doesn't matter what their, what their vocation is or what their station in life. They can live a productive life successful life in the eyes of God uh, if they learn these truths and they can live a life that makes a difference and counts for eternity. But you've got to teach them to make their choice. So, and expect that they, to, to have entertainment along the way as you do this. I remember I talked to my kids about uh, the gospel. At one time, I don't know exactly how we got on this subject, but, but Megan got hung up on uh, Satan and, and hell and she I remember we had a 40 minute trip and she asked me question after question after question after question she was about 4 I think and she said is the devil going to be in the lake of the fire and I said yes he is you know and just I don't remember all the questions she asked now but it's been so long ago but uh, I was highly entertained and uh, enjoyed it I mean it was great but uh, then she asked me, never asked me again about it. After she had her all her questions answered, I guess. But, uh, but expect some entertainment along the way. So what to teach your kids? Teach them the value of God's wisdom. Teach them to honor their God, to understand their way, and to make their choice. And if you do that, you'll, you'll be a great blessing to your kids. And by the way, teach yourself to do the same thing. All of us need to value God's wisdom. All of us need to honor God. All of us need to understand our way and to make the right choices in life. And we never cease to, to need to do these things. And so ask God to give you a heart that values his wisdom, that honors God, and, that, and to give you understanding into his word. Uh, let's pray. Father, thank you for your word. Uh, Lord, help us live these things out in our lives. Help us teach our kids these things. And for grandparents that are here, Lord, help them in teaching their grandkids these things. But Father, I pray that you would help us pass on the treasure of your truth and of your word. And uh, Father, help our kids grow up to live prosperous lives. And Lord, I pray for the dads uh, that are here today. Lord, it's not easy sometimes to be a dad, and sometimes, Lord, we don't know what we're doing. 
Lord, I pray that you would give each, each father that's here today wisdom into the things of your word that he can then share and impart to his kids. And, uh, and even when they grow up, Lord, and uh, we become more uh, just more friendships based than authority, uh, Lord, I just pray that you will use us as fathers to continue to implant your truth and to continue to, to talk about the things of your word.